the best content creators are not afraid to fail. In fact, they fail their way to success. Even when you fail, even when something doesn't work, it's still a learning experience. Welcome to The Digital Dreamer, where we believe it's possible to escape the suffocating 9-to-5, achieve financial independence, have the freedom to do the things you love, and contribute to the greater good, all by being smart about digital marketing. Hi everyone, I'm Abby. And I'm Kim. Welcome to episode 11 of the Digital Dreamer podcast. Today we are talking about habits of highly effective content creators. Before we get started, tell us about your first week as an empty nester, mom. So it was kind of different to have every minute of every day available to do whatever I wanted other than whatever I was doing for work or exercise. But I mean, I guess exercise is what I want to do too. But yeah, so I was not super productive last week. I think I was just overwhelmed, kind of a little bit of ADHD type brain trying to do all the things. And I didn't get a lot of good work done. But this week has been a lot better. And I have had a lot of fun. So yesterday, I took myself stand up paddleboarding for sunset and got some great pictures. So that was really cool. And I've been trying to make better use of my evening time this week compared to what I did last week. Because last week, I just felt like I just zoned out on my phone, like I didn't know what to do with myself. What about you? What have you been up to? So I think my biggest two things this week is, one, I've been working on getting a lot of products in our Etsy store. We have a new Etsy store. I mean, we've had it for a while. I'm saying new because we're actually putting stuff in it now. Mm -hmm. We had like two products. Now we have more. And that's been really exciting. I I like designing the products. And then the second thing actually just happened. My building quite literally caught on fire, which it was weird because, I mean, I'm in a high rise building, but the floor that caught on fire was literally the floor below me. But they didn't tell us to evacuate or anything. So a dryer in the laundry room on the fourth floor caught on fire. And I just saw a picture of it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. It's like like completely disintegrated. Like, it's it's horrible. But that was interesting. Just, you know, sitting in your apartment knowing that the floor below you is ablaze. Yeah, that's weird that they didn't evacuate. I wonder why. I don't know. My fire alarm wasn't even going off. Maybe they figured they had it contained. Maybe. Anyway, back to the store. Tell them what you have loaded in the store. What season are we getting excited for? Well, obviously, we're getting very excited about spooky season. It's (laughs) almost September 1st when you're listening to this. Yeah, that's crazy. And for me, the second it turns September, I'm allowed to go full spooky if I want to. Like I just, it makes me happy. That's what I'm going to do. But we have lots of Halloween designs in the store. Sweatshirts, shirts, mugs, can coolers, tote bags, you name it. Oh, stickers. We have so much stuff. So definitely check out our store. Very fun. Yeah, you've been working hard on that. Did you ever get anything Related to the corn craze in there? <laughs> the corn kid? Yeah. Should I make should I make corn kid merch? Maybe. <laughs> It'd be kind of funny. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so 
If you haven't checked out the corn kid, you need to look up that TikTok too. That is oh some- my gosh. And I love the little song that someone made with his interview. It's corn. <laughs> I have not heard the corn song yet. I just watched some of the videos. He is precious. And I'm almost positive that if we would have had TikTok and Instagram when you were a baby, I would have been one of those moms that put their adorable child all over social media. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. You would have been famous at four. Anyway, so back to our main topic of the day, the habits of highly effective content creators. I think this is a big, important topic. Obviously, we are giving a nod to Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, because it's a great book. It's a classic. And I was actually surprised is as we started writing down our ideas of what make an effective content creator, how much overlap there is between effective content creation and just the skills that make you a highly effective person. So we thought through what we thought habits of highly effective content creators were, and we compiled a list. So let's get started letting people know what we found. Okay. So the first one is know your audience. If you're going to create content, you need to know who you're creating it for. And that has more to do with not just their demographics, not just their age and their income and the boring generic stuff, but you know, really like what they're into. What problems do they have? What do they get excited about? What struggles do they have? Just like what's important to them? Yeah. Have you ever seen a TikTok video or something and you're like, oh my gosh, I feel so seen right now. Yeah. You're like, how did you know that about me? So it's kind of like that, you know, when you see it, you see a video and you're like, okay, the for you page is getting a little too specific. (laughs) I think you guys know me a little too well. Yeah. And we were just on a client call where we were talking about content by the holistic psychologist, Dr. Nicole LaPera. And she's another one where I feel like she really knows her audience. She really knows their struggles and she gets very specific in the descriptions of those problems that people have. So again, they're like, I do, I feel so seen like, oh my gosh, you're talking, you're talking to me. And that's the kind of knowledge about knowing your audience that we're talking about. And then the second one that we had is knowing what makes you different or your unique perspective and and being consistent with that so that people know what to expect when they see your content. Related to that, I think it's important to really know your quirks, to know yourself, to not be afraid to show who you are. And that goes hand in hand with knowing what makes you different because a lot of times people try to be the same. They use copycat content. I mean, really, when you think about it, other than that trends are something that helps get your reels seen or your TikTok seen, jumping on trending content is a copycat thing. And you're not standing out or being different by jumping on a trend either. So just thinking about knowing what makes you different and being proud of those quirks or things that maybe you feel like you might want to hide from people, but those are the things that really make you stand out. And when you think about really big content creators, you think about them and their specific personality, what they're putting into it. They might make, like me and someone else might both make New York City content. We might be both making day in our life videos, but you're going to watch me versus them or them versus me because you mesh 
better with one of our personalities or you like our quirks or you like the way we talk. People are going to be attracted to you because you're being yourself, because you have quirks, because you have your own opinions. Nobody's going to follow you over a more popular content creator when all you're doing is copying exactly what they do. So we already have that. Yeah. So when I think of somebody who has gone on to do bigger things, who is not afraid to show their quirks, one of the first people that I think of is Kalen Allen, who grew up in Kansas City, and then you did theater with him through Music Theater Kansas City. And then he, after college, went on to be on The Ellen Show. But the reason Ellen discovered him was because of these videos that he was doing. Do you want to talk a little bit about his reaction videos? Oh, yeah. So what he was doing was basically he was watching like Tasty, the the food of like videos mm-hmm. on Facebook or something. He was watching those and he would put his face side by side with the video that he was reacting to. And he would just react to these recipes. And usually they're like super weird, like super white people, nasty recipes. And he's over here like, oh, that's disgusting. He's like completely himself reacting to these videos. And it was just the most hilarious thing. And all he's doing is sitting here reacting to a video, but his videos went viral. And then he ended up going on Ellen and Ellen offered him a job. But he's always someone I use as an example of somebody who became really famous by being exactly who they are. And there's somebody else you grew up with who did the same thing that I always use as an example of that. And I'm completely drawing a blank on it. But Again, I mean, he is exactly what you see. That is him. He's being himself. That goes back to our second point. Just know what makes you different and don't be afraid to be different and to be yourself. Our third one that we wrote down was have a plan, a content plan, strategy. What is your desired end result? And going back to just the Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, I think this one would fall under begin with the end in mind. What are your business goals? What do you want to accomplish? Are you just posting on social media, creating content for the sake of it? Most likely not. You probably, there's something that you want out of it. So know what your end goal is, know what you want out of it, and then have a plan so that you're working towards something. One of the biggest problems that I see people do is, well, for one, they post inconsistently because they don't have a plan, because they struggle coming up with content ideas, because they wake up on Monday morning and go, huh, what should we do this week? And then they start scrolling on social media and get sucked in the social media rabbit hole. And before you know it, you've wasted 45 minutes instead of doing any work. So if you have a plan, you are able to wake up, get to work, know exactly what you're posting, or even better, have it all created and scheduled in advance so that it's not a day-by-day or a week-by-week thing, but it's more of a strategic plan so that everything you post ties back to your business goals. And I also think that having a plan is kind of also about faking it until you make it. If Do you want to be, let's just say, a New York City influencer? Pretend like you already are one and make content like you're already famous. Let's just go with that example for a second. If you were a New York City influencer, how would you spend your day? What kinds of places would you go? What kinds of meetings would you set up? Would you have shoots or would you have hired somebody to follow you around to take those pictures? 
So just, you know, thinking again about what are the behaviors of the person that I want to be the success level that I want to have. And another example would be like, if you're somebody who really wants to be in the space of like reviewing restaurants on TikTok, go to a restaurant and just film your whole experience. Pretend like somebody paid you to be there already so that when the opportunity arises or when you feel comfortable enough to go to a restaurant and say, hey, I would love to do a partnership with you. They can see that you have a lot of videos like that. You already know how to do that. Your videos are great. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. That's a good one. Also, being consistent, having good time management skills is part of that. Also, back to just having the plan is part of being consistent because if you don't have to think up what you're going to post every time and you already know your main topics that you talk on and where you're going, that helps you be consistent. We also recommend batching, doing things in chunks. So I would come up with all of the things I'm going to, all the topics I want to talk about. And maybe that's one session. And then maybe the next time is I write all the copy and that's the next session. Maybe if I don't turn it over to somebody to create that for me, then my next thing is maybe I'm making all those graphics or all those carousel posts or all the videos. And then maybe next what you're doing is writing your captions and the next time you're scheduling it. And then you can also just, if you're doing videos, break it down into chunks again, manageable things so that it's not all completely overwhelming. A good way to think about this, you kind of already said this, but I want to be very specific because I feel like we talk, we know what batching is, but like a lot of people mm-hmm. are not really familiar with that. So I just want to, I'm just going to, if you're a visual person like me, envision the calendar, right? So you're like, okay, Mondays is when I brainstorm the themes that I want to touch on this week. The themes, the ideas, this is like, we're brainstorming here. You don't actually have to shoot any content. You don't have to do anything. Let's say Tuesday is a day that I shoot photos. So Tuesday, I'm going to set up my backdrop. I'm going to set up my tripod. I'm going to shoot some photos. Wednesday, I'm going to make graphics in Canva based on based on the themes I brainstormed Monday. Thursdays is when I shoot videos. And Fridays is when I schedule that content. I don't know if that was helpful, but for my brain, visualizing it like that might be helpful if you don't really understand what batching content is. It's all about Having a routine, coming up with a routine and working through that process. And if putting each step on your calendar is what you need to do to get it done, or if, you know, scheduling it is what you need to do, then that's a great way to make sure that you're consistent as a content creator. I also just want to say, and no, we are not sponsored by Asana, but we would love to be, that (laughs) when we started using Asana, it changed the game. Like it really changed my life. I feel like Asana is my favorite project management tool. It is just so helpful. And if you're a very visual person like me, I cannot recommend Asana enough. So um, also Asana, if you would like to sponsor us, please do. Yes. One of the (laughs) things that I loved about this was that it had different ways to visualize something. So you could look at maybe a calendar view where I would look at a list view and you can sort things in different ways so that whatever way makes it most effective for you to get your work done and know what you have due and plan for that to get those things done. That's how you can look at the tasks. Yes, that's what I love about it too, that I personally have mine set up. So when I'm looking at it, I'm looking at actually the whole month as a calendar. 
And then I can see the little boxes for the days with my whole checklist and they're color coded for my clients and their projects. So see, this is a good thing to know if you work with part of a team. I knew that just because we had discussed it, but I think that's also good if you work with a team, it's helpful to know how they visualize and how they feel about deadlines. Because if Abby's looking at something on the day it's due, instead of having advance notice, like three days ahead of time, knowing it's there and that it needs to get done. So just depending on how the people on your team think, that kind of makes a difference too. Yeah. So my my calendar is set up so that the due date of the item is on the day I'm looking at. So then in my, my how my brain works is I know that this has to get done before that date. So even though it's not, you know, I don't have like on my calendar every single day, like work on this, work on this, work on this. I know it's due that day because it's right there. Helpful tip if you work as part of a team, just because the more you know about your coworkers and how they think and how they respond and react, the easier it is to get things done. Next on our list, we have, oh, I love this one. Know each platform and the best practices of each platform. So wherever you're putting your content, You just need to be on top of the most recent updates and know how their algorithm works, know the sizes that work best, know if they want hashtags or no hashtags, all the little details that makes your content most effective on each platform. So an example of this would be the way that you're going to set up your SEO for an Instagram reel and a TikTok would be very similar, but it's not necessarily the same way you would do it for YouTube. So knowing how YouTube differs and how each platform differs when you're, you know, going and doing your SEO or making thumbnails because you would not use your YouTube thumbnail for your TikTok thumbnail, right? So these are even just like littler best practices. But yes, also knowing like following the following the accounts for each platform that updates you on what's going on. So you always know about the new updates. And then another one that we wrote down was be curious. Just always be trying to learn, always to be curious and being a lifelong learner kind of go hand in hand. Just always wanting to learn, always being curious, always pushing your creativity, thinking about how else you can do something, which I think also puts you in a good place because the world that we are in with social media and content is constantly changing and it's changing fast. And if you are not curious, flexible, and adaptable, you are really going to struggle because even if there is a change like the Instagram change that we all hated, you still have to figure out how am I going to pivot? How am I going to adapt? How am I going to make this work? Because if you are really rigid in your thinking and you don't want to be a creative thinker, you're stuck because there are some things you cannot change. And when you cannot change something, what direction are you going to turn if you're not if you're not going to step in line with how Instagram wants to do things, how are you going to pivot? How are you going to adapt? How are you still going to get that audience and talk to communicate with your audience if you don't like what they're doing? So if you're someone who struggles with this idea of being curious, my challenge for our listeners this week is to try something new. Do something completely different than you've ever done. Just try it. Just see what happens. And you never have to post it if you don't want to. 
but just try something new just for the sake of it. Something that you have wanted to try, but maybe you're scared. Maybe it doesn't really fit your aesthetic. It doesn't fit your brand. Just try it. See what happens. And if you don't like it, if you're like, yeah, that's that's right. It doesn't fit my brand. Nobody ever has to see it. And are you talking to try something new just from a standpoint of content or just in their yeah. life in general? From, from a content new. standpoint. Yeah. So what are some things that people could do that maybe like what give us some direction? What are some things that we could do? So if you are a video content creator, Maybe try a new editing style that you're not used to trying. If you if you really usually do like slow, drawn out clips, maybe try something faster with some editing to the music. Maybe try something like that where we have faster cuts between clips. Or if you usually don't do like special effects, I, special effects make it, makes it sound like I'm like, and you're going to add lightsabers. You <laughs> know what I mean by that is more if you wanted to go into Canva and add some cool text stuff happening in the video, like jazz up your video. That's something cool you could try if you're not someone who ever does stuff like that. Or it could be something maybe even if all you do is a static graphic, maybe you add animation to your graphic. Or if all you do is graphics or carousels, maybe you push yourself to record a short video and put your face in the video. But my challenge is just to be flexible and to try something new. And have fun you never with know it. what can happen. And ha- exactly because let's let's be real. Content creation should be fun. If you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, I think we put so much pressure on ourselves for things to be perfect and for oh, I have to look professional or I don't want my peers to make fun of me because I didn't speak well, or I didn't keep my eye contact in the camera, or whatever it is that you're afraid of. Just you're putting way too much pressure on yourself. Just go have fun. And not to be harsh, but if you're not having fun, nobody else is having fun either. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if if you post a video where you're miserable, like we're all going to feel miserable too. Very good point. It's like you just pick up on that vibe. It's a vibe. Okay. Another one is to enlist help. There is a lot that goes on with content. And so if you are feeling like you need to do more, if you are feeling like content isn't even the best use of your time, we have another client who is doing amazing things in the world, trying to get students who historically don't get into certain colleges, trying to help them get into colleges. And she's doing amazing things. Finally, this week, she said, you know what? I'm going to step back from my content. I need to have somebody do this. And so know in your business, is your content creation fun for you? And then by putting all your time and energy in your content, is that keeping you away from things that make you money? And if it is, then know when it's time to hand that over or to have somebody help you with different pieces. So that could be hiring an agency like ours, or it could be having a high school intern or a college intern, there's lots of ways you can get that help. I think it's really important just to take a step back and say, is this something that I can let go of that I don't really need to have my hands on? I can give direction, but I don't need to do this. Do you post inconsistently, share content on a whim or make it up as you go along? Or maybe you're posting based on trends or doing what everyone else is doing. If you're doing any of these things, Your business is suffering as a result. 
Your business needs a consistent message and a consistent presence, not one based on things that pop into your head first thing in the morning. What if one simple change in your business unlocked engagement, trust, revenue, and the ability to live life on your terms? Ready for the secret? Savvy marketers plan their content. They don't leave things to chance. They don't chase shiny objects. And they aren't jumping from trend to trend, hoping to go viral. We can help you with this in our new course, Build Your Content Plan in a Weekend. Head over to our website, irisdigitalmediagroup.com slash content plan. This is one that I absolutely love. It's collaborate. Make friends, new connections, help each other grow. How many TikTok and YouTube creators have you seen that do videos together? Why do you think that is? It's because you are now getting in front of each other's audiences. It's a win-win situation, right? Yeah. So you're looking for the win-win. You're trying to find the synergy. You're trying to find a way that everybody can work together and everybody benefits. But in the process, you are exposing each other to the other person's audience And you're making friends in the industry. You're making new connections. And one of our friends from, I'm sure other people say this, but Jeremy Newsom is one of our friends that we work with through I'm Changing the Narrative. And Jeremy is on our monthly pals calls, which that's a whole long story anyway. We'll have to connect you. Follow me on social media. We'll help you get on those calls. Jeremy is brilliant when it comes to finances. He has a company called Real Life Trading. And one of the things that he's always reminding us of is that your network determines your net worth. And I think that is really powerful to think about. The people that are in your network, the people you work with, the people you collaborate with, those are the people that determine how much money you're going to make because you are only as strong as the people you surround yourself with. And that means cooperating and collaborating and building those relationships. And social media is a great place to build relationships. So this next one is one that I believe in wholeheartedly. The best content creators are not afraid to fail. In fact, they fail their way to success. These content creators are not afraid to take chances. They post a video and it either works or It doesn't, and we learn. I think that's really important is remembering that even when you fail, even when something doesn't work, it's still a learning experience. So especially when you reframe it like that, when a piece of content doesn't work, yes, sometimes it's the algorithm, but unfortunately, sometimes it is your content. So sometimes we have to take a step back and say, okay, why didn't this work? What can I fix? What can I change? And I think this is one thing that sets apart the top content creators and people who are not top content creators. Because a lot of people, when a video doesn't do well, they don't think to themselves, oh, what can I fix? They're like, well, that apparently was a stupid idea and I should never have tried that in the first place. The self-talk is really a big piece of this is if you start talking down to yourself and telling yourself, this was a stupid idea. I shouldn't have done that. Oh, everybody's laughing at me. Just be really aware of the self-talk that you have. 
because your body, your mind remembers that. And that affects just even how energetic you are, how enthusiastic you are about moving forward and creating more content. But the other piece to this that I wanted to talk about was that I think we live in a time where everybody expects quick results. We all want to be an overnight success. And we have to remember that even people who appeared to be an overnight success have been working for years and years and years, and we might not have seen anything that they've been working on. So you really can't compare yourself at an early stage of your career to somebody who has been doing this for 10 years or five years. Just be careful. Again, comparison hurts you. So be careful who you're comparing yourself to. And if you're comparing yourself, be thinking about it. I mean, this is a huge cliche, but be thinking about comparing yourself to yourself and how much better you're getting over time. And I bet if you start going through your content or your podcast or your YouTubes or whatever it is that you're creating, and you go back to day one and start looking, you're going to see the progression of how much they've improved. Yeah, I actually did that yesterday where I went back to the beginning of my TikToks and I was like, oh my gosh. And some of it is the app developing over time and getting better in general. So there there was more to work with, but I went back to like my first TikTok videos and then watched all the way up to what I have now. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of improvement. That's awesome. Very fun when you can see that. All right. I want to touch on analytics and metrics. And I think that this can sometimes be a boring topic because usually content creators are super into being creative. They're super, what is that? Left-brained, right-brained, whatever brain you use for your creative side. Anyway, content creators are just super creative. They use more of that part of their brain. And so when you start telling people, use your analytics, use your metrics, use your research, look at your numbers, you're like, uh, numbers, and it goes right over their head. At least that's how I like to be because I just hate digging into that stuff. Sometimes it just gives you pointless information. But you can use your analytics to go back and look at your reels and see, are there certain topics that every time I post on that? It go it does better. On for us, when we go back and look at our podcast analytics, we can see that there are certain topics that we talk on that those episodes always do better. And so that would tell us to keep doing more of that type of content. Abby on our Etsy store, Abby's been launching all of this Halloween shirts and and sweatshirts uh, and sweatshirts, mugs. And-, yeah. <laughs> and you used the analytics the other day to do what? So I could see that there were people favoriting certain items of ours, but nobody, none of them had checked out. None of them had bought anything, but they had placed our items in their favorites. So I went into the marketing tab on Etsy and I set up a thing so that if somebody favorites one of our items and they don't buy it, they will get an email with a 10% off coupon. And I think that's so smart. It's a great way to use your analytics to help you make money, which is what we're all here for. So I think that's a good example. Oh, 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 we have got to talk about this one. Do not be in such a hurry to scoop people that you share inaccuracies. Now, I know we live in a time where the news media tries to do it. Everybody wants to be the first out there with a story. And so they rush to report something 
often without all the details. And you know that that always leads to inaccurate reporting. Well, we see this a lot. We have seen it a lot lately on social media too, where a change comes out, an Instagram change comes out, and then all the so-called gurus come out giving their opinions about what this means and share this, make sure everybody has this information. And last week that came back to bite somebody. Big influencer shared an update that was false. And And Instagram, go ahead. And literally Instagram themselves commented on this person's (laughs) post and said, that's not true at all. (laughs) I mean, those were not their exact words, but they basically were like, stop lying. (laughs) Yeah. And and then the person turned around and did a video and tried to justify everything that they said, I felt. But anyway, the idea is we don't want to be in such a hurry that we're sharing inaccurate information, especially if you're somebody who everything you post goes viral. I mean, wouldn't we love our posts to go viral? But I would love my posts to go viral because I was sharing the right information because we don't want to be sharing misinformation. So just be careful. I feel like this creator, though, that did this, had this thing, uses a lot of like clickbait scare tactics a lot when it comes to their content. And so I was actually kind of thrilled to see Instagram be like, can you stop that? (laughs) Like, can you stop? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, clickbaity titles can sometimes be great hooks. But if you do it too much, I feel like you're having people, you're you're building your reputation, you're building your audience off of fear and what their fears are. And I would just say that you need to balance your content a little bit so it's not all slanted toward, oh, let's always have people scared. Also, friends, let's not forget that there are stupid people out there that will just read the title and nothing else. And then they will go around thinking that your clickbait title is the truth. When in reality, you might turn around in the post later and, you know, you have some sort of clever twist on the clickbaity title, but there's going to be someone out there who just reads that title and then is now looking like an idiot, thanks to you. (laughs) So being a content creator can be hard. There's a lot of pieces to it. There's a lot to think about in terms of what you need to do to take yourself to help elevate yourself to the next level. Of all the things that we talked about, Abby, what what stands out as being maybe the most important one to you? Honestly, I think having a plan is probably the most important one because if you don't have a plan, you can't be consistent. You can't know your audience without having a plan. You can't be curious if you don't even know what the plan is. You can't enlist people to help you if you don't know what the plan is. You can't collaborate. If you, you know, you can't do any of this if you don't have a plan. And then I almost think that my number two might go back to just the being curious because you want to have fun. You want to do it just to see what you can come up with and just not put all that pressure. So have a plan, but also be curious. Yeah, then, have a plan, have a plan, but be flexible. And no. then also, I think it's really just a big help if you are somebody who can collaborate or somebody who wants to get help from other people. Like you want to 
hand off some of the things that you're not necessarily as enthusiastic about or the things that you don't like as much, if you could hand those off and get some help with those. I think that is a big one because you see all of these content creators who are posting on like every platform three times a day and you're like, how do they do that? They have a team. That's how they do it. They don't do it all by themselves. That's how they do it. So if you're like, oh my gosh, it seems impossible to do all that by myself. It is. (laughs) They aren't doing it by themselves either. So yeah, that's a good one too. And then just, I suppose to close out this portion of our podcast episode, just thinking about remembering you don't have to do it all. You don't have to put all that pressure on yourself. Do what you can. You don't have to be all the places. Do what you can with the resources you have in the time that you have available to you while keeping it enjoyable. I definitely agree. All right, moving on to our dream life tip of the week. I am going to go off of what Abby talked about earlier, which was to the challenge that she gave, which is to try something new. So in my one and a half weeks now as an empty nester, I realized that last week didn't really go that great as far as I just felt like a big sloth. I didn't use my time well. And so I sat down Sunday night and said, there's a bunch of activities that I think would be really fun. And I want to use my nights better. What are some things that I can do? And so last night, I took myself paddleboarding at night because I thought it would be fun to do sunset paddleboarding. So for me, that was a way of trying something new. I also looked at some biking clubs that I can join. So I have somebody to cycle with at night. I also saw a really fun rock climbing gym that might be fun. So that's what I would challenge you to do is to find something new in your personal life too, just to make sure that you are doing things that bring you joy, that you're meeting new people, that you're around people. And you know me, I like to have fun. So that you're out there having fun. I think one thing I would like to start doing is actually going out and eating at restaurants and not just ordering them in all the time because I actually realized the other day there's a few places I order pad thai from and stuff I've never been inside that building but I order from them consistently so I'm like if I'm already going to spend the money I might as well also go have the experience right so I feel like that's one thing that I should get better at. Yeah, and that's interesting because I bet that habit developed because you basically have lived in New York during the entire pandemic. And so you only had a couple of months in New York before all of a sudden all the restaurants shut down and then we went to takeout and delivery only. Yeah, of course. And and you know, when when the pandemic was like at its height and all the restaurants were closed, especially in New York, it was still really important to a lot of us to support our local restaurants so that, you know, they can stay open. And so yeah, there are a ton of places that I've only ever that I love, but I've only ever ordered takeout from. So I would love I would love to see what their building looks like sometimes. Hope it doesn't ruin it for me. That's true. <laughs> and then I also love just the thing that you said about the experience of it. Because think about how much more joy we would have and how much happier we would be if we looked at everything we did as an experience. Like, could you make doing the dishes an experience? 
I'll bet you could. Um, yeah, I do it every time when I'm listening to a podcast or I I prop up my phone and I, I mean, this is not really, this is like very low stakes making an experience. Or I prop up my phone and I watch a YouTube video while I'm cleaning the dishes. But at least then I'm not just mindlessly <laughs> scrubbing away. I was even thinking, you know, you pop on a Taylor Swift album and you sing and dance in the kitchen while you're doing it. Oh yeah, that that sounds more fun. <laughs> that sounds more like you. But anyway, whatever podcasts, that's cool too. We well, 100% support podcasts. And just like a quick plug for a podcast I'm loving, the Twilight Effect podcast. Um, Ashley Green, who played Alice in Twilight, hosts this podcast where she has all of these co-stars, producers, directors, and stuff from twilight on to talk about it and it's you know been so many years yeah. since twilight and she's had them all on to talk about it and then she's also doing a thing where she re-watches all of them and does commentary as she's re-watching them so i am loving that podcast if you are a twihard like myself definitely go check that out yeah how many times in a row how many episodes in a row can we mention twilight i don't know let's see if we can work <laughs> in the next episode too <laughs> yeah if you guys haven't guessed I have a Twilight problem. So hey, maybe maybe Twilight will sponsor us. <gasps> on our next episode, we will be talking about content creation on a budget. So this is going to be all about how to get started. If Even if you don't have a lot of money to be spending on equipment and things like that, content creation does not have to be expensive. So we are going to give you some tips for getting started on a budget. And this is going to be a fun one because just while we were starting to plan out what we were going to talk about next, Abby just ripped off like five different things that she did when she was first starting out to save money. So I think this will be fun ideas. Yeah, I'm very excited. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoy this episode, please rate us five stars, subscribe and share with a friend. Bye guys. Bye.